Hi, I'm Caleb Kirby. <laughs> you may remember me from the time that I said glory hole in the previous podcast episode I was in. Glory hole. Little up on Arch, please. I forgot we're, about we're good. Glory hole. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Tesla's new dog mode might save some dogs this summer and some car windows. Star Wars Episode Nine has wrapped and we have many thoughts. The Punisher and Jessica Jones are officially cancelled from Netflix. And Eminem has many thoughts. <laughs> what we know about the new Loki television show coming to Disney+. Plus. And we might also talk about a whole bunch of stuff Paul Pustino brought in the last minute. Thanks a lot, Paul. Very last minute. Great fun. Let's geek out. Chum, 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 now it's good to be a geek. The podcast. Welcome to the Geek Out Podcast, episode 19. No, episode 20. I didn't update the top of the sheet. Uh, we record this on Thursday, February 21st, uh, 2019. And we have no Kirsten this week. She is off with adventures with her husband and puppies out in Tofino. And it looks amazing up there. And I won't say in her place, but... Look, it's Caleb Kirby. Hi, everybody. Welcome back, Caleb. Caleb. Thank you for having me, fellas. Caleb, we're going to put you on the spot. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a dude. (laughs) Truer words have uh, never been spoken. Good start. I live uh, alone. Sad, sad existence. I'm not sure this is the kind of thing we are asking about, but um, all right. And I I like nerdy stuff, you know. uh, Oh, good. We're back on topic. yeah, Yeah, we're back on topic. Great. Play some video games. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Art Aronson, tell us about yourself. Those three things that he just said about himself also pertain to me. Boom. Uh, I am a reporter here on The Cube and The Zone, and I'm also the co-host of Between the Stammers, where you can also find where you found this podcast. And who do you host that uh, show with, Between the Stammers? A one Caleb Kirby. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah, That's yeah. so weird. I forgot about that. <laughs> Paul Plastino. Hi, Paul Plastino. Um... <laughs> I'm not going to add to any of that okay, stuff. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah I'm on the radio and I yap about. All right. <laughs> oh, this, this is going so well. This is just great. It's nice and slick radio. Brian. Uh, I'm DJ Boitano. Uh, you can hear me weekdays at 5 doing the mixtape in the afternoon zone and in this podcast. And I'm Webmeister Bud, and I host a show called Bud's Weekly Geek Out, where I talk about geeky things. Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. And this week I talked about dog mode, which has been added to a lot of Tesla cars, the Model S, the Model 3, the Model X. And because they're computers on wheels, the updates are just being pushed over the air. And suddenly, if you own one of these cars, you'll have this dog mode, where you go to the climate setting and you set it to dog And then you can leave your car, and the cabin stays at the temperature that you set it at, and there's a cute little balloon dog on the the, the gigantic iPad, which is the center screen display of of most uh, Teslas, and it says, uh, my owner will be back soon, don't worry, the uh, air conditioning is set to whatever temperature it is, and then theoretically, hopefully this will help prevent people from whacking in windows when they see dogs in hot cars in the summer. What happens when it fails, and then you have a whole bunch of angry dog owners uh, suing Tesla? Same thing that happens when there are other dead dogs in, in hot cars. It's uh, the the usual fire and brimstone and pitchforks. I love like the self-righteousness that people get out of doing that, though, hey? I don't, th- I don't, I don't know if it's going to change it. Oh, yeah. But crack- like, even if it has a sign, they'll be like, yeah, right. That dog's not comfortable <laughs> yeah. in there. I speak dog. I can just tell. <laughs> That's so true. Um, it's worth noting, too, that this came from a tweet. Someone tweeted at um, Elon Musk yeah. and suggested this exact thing. And he's the one. He said, like, 
he just replies. He's pretty like much breakfast. like, yeah, yes. okay, sure. Yes, yeah, that's. I think it's all he said was like, yes. And uh, so that's why this exists now. That's pretty hilarious. Tesla that's has, awesome. Tesla has a lot of modes. They, they have a couple speed modes called <laughs> insane mode and then ludicrous mode, which take the uh, the zero to 60 speed down. So you go <laughs> zero to 60 much faster. I thought it's just like when you're driving down the highway, it goes, move, bitch. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> okay. Well, like it reminds me of Spaceballs. And like, th- when they have and the this here, speed yeah. moment. These two things are a, a, a funny little pop culture generational gap because, yeah, they, they got ludicrous mode from Spaceballs where yeah, right. they did ludicrous mode and they go that fast. Um, He's they, gone into plaid. <laughs> <laughs> they also have something called celebration mode, which we showed off at the arena at the Royals game for like uh, electric car nights. Whoa. For, it's, I think it might be just for the Model X, but uh, so I go like, and now the Model X will be showing off celebration Celebration mode. And so what it does is Model X has the gullwing doors. Yeah. And the doors flap. What? The lights blink and go all nuts in different colors, I think. And what? it plays music loudly. And uh, my coworker was like trying to direct the Model X to like the center ice. Be like, go, we want it at center ice. Go, go, go. While this is happening. And the owner of the Tesla was like, stand back. You will get hurt. Oh, my God. Like, this <laughs> celebration mode is not a joke. <laughs> like yelling at her. Because the doors flip up and will wang you Holy right in the face. smokes. I, I didn't. I had no idea about that. And I researched a bunch of different Tesla modes. That's funny. I love that celebration mode. That's really cute. Somebody should tweet like Elon Musk to just throw a pizza oven. (laughs) (laughs) And just see what happens. Like I I could see him being like, all right, let's do it. Well, they'll be adding a party and camping mode in the near future, which Uh, will basically keep the car in this sort of sustained power cycle for up to 48 hours where the air conditioning and the lighting and everything, it'll make it like a little hotel room. You can go in there and charge your gadgets. Um, and then there's also uh, Sentry Mode, which is uh, has the little the HAL, HAL 9000 red circle uh, light on the display, full video surrounding it, and it's ready to sh- sound out big alarms if somebody uh, tries to break into the car. Teslas are pretty cool. I'm not rich, um, so I've only you know looked at one, but they're, uh, they're pretty neat cars. Next car, I'm getting a Tesla, right? John Horgan just said we can have a bunch of money for Teslas. That well, came out in the BC budget, so I'm getting one. That's environmental it. Roadster. Vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Green vehicles. Ah, that's no Tesla more. Tesla considered green vehicles? Like Absolutely. That's oh, sure. a slight upgrade from the old Mazda. Eh? <laughs> 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 the beater truck into the nicest car there is. We had a whole mess of Star Wars news. Uh, episode 9 has wrapped principal photography, and J.J. Abrams posted a photo on a, on a, on a tweet on February 15th, and the, the email chain that we keep here at the radio station to, to talk about, mention things that we're going to talk about, all went straight into the clothing choices. So let's go clothing choice talk. In Star Wars, A New Hope, Episode 4, Luke Skywalker wears white. In Star Wars number the next one, five, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, he is wearing like different colors, but mostly it's a gray scale. In Return of the Jedi, he's wearing black. This speaks to his arc as he becomes more powerful and makes you think, oh, is he going to get evil like Darth Vader? That's what I thought was going to happen to Rey because she's wearing beige or white in Force Awakens. She's wearing gray in The Last Jedi. I thought she was going to wear black and be a cool black wearing cool guy. 
in this one, but she's back into her Jakku beiges. What we have is a, a group hug uh, between Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray, uh, John Boyega, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, who plays Finn, and is is that Oscar Isaac? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah who plays uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, and yeah, she's, she's not in, in the Paul-predicted darker clothing uh, as she evolves through the Force, so not sure. We're really going to analyze this one picture for that. It's, it is one picture. Yeah. What did you say, Paul? We spent half an hour on a 90-second trailer, so... Um, no, that's actually. We that's wouldn't all be good nerds if we weren't extrapolating every possible yeah. possibility. If out of this one picture, that's why he put it up there. He wants a whole hour on it. Okay, I well like to see her in like a nice flowery pattern summer dress. You know, <laughs> just one of those like nice Daisy? skirts that waves in the wind while she's just like hacking dudes to pieces with her <laughs> lightsaber. That'd be pretty good. Okay, well, that's all I'm going to spend on that. Uh, let's talk about a, um, uh, an interesting tweet from the the UK Star Wars um, account that had. A seven-time loop of the top half of the screen with Anakin Skywalker from episode suck, one, two, or three. three. must have been two or three. um, (laughs) Saying, this is where the fun begins. Uh, When the bottom half of the screen being Han Solo from episode four, five, or six, um, saying the exact same thing, the exact same line. This is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins. This is where the fun... It's just, it's the weirdest freaking thing. And I can't remember the text. was something like the calm before the galactic storm. And that's it! This gigantic account tweets out this thing, and all you're going to do is just make the internet just a froth in in questions and and what the heck are you doing, and then just speculation and release the title and all sorts of... Paul has his hand up. See, this is why I was like, I saw so much... Uh Uh-oh, this is where the fun begins. (laughs) (laughs) There was so much to read in on, so much less to read in onto this dumb repeating animated GIF. It's like there's so much more about the way that Rey is dressed than there is about like these two scenes that have the same lines. We know that George Lucas does that and he says that it's all like poetry and he keeps repeating things. I have a bad feeling about this in every single movie. So what? What? What is this supposed to mean? Is it Star Wars Episode Nine where the fun begins? <laughs> Great. That's going to be the the title of the Disneyland Star, Star Wars, Wars universe? Star Wars Episode Nine: Fun of the Force. No, that's just going to be the title of the main entrance. Well, isn't this, just <laughs> this is where the fun begins? Yeah. Well, isn't yeah. this just a euphemism for, like, this is where the fun begins, this is where all the speculation for Episode Nine really heats up. Oh, uh, is that what you're That's what yeah. I think Because is. principal photography is done, you think? Exactly. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. I like that. And I that's what that's the internet theory. is, right? Ugh, yeah. Spike, uh, you know, speculation. Who's pumped for this movie? Is everybody in here pumped for this yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most pumped. All right. Like, I, I, you kind of ripped on both of the things there a little bit. I thought you were you were getting a little uh, testy. I'm ripping on what we're doing here. <laughs> like, Even though you oh, wanted it to happen. Yeah. You caused, okay. you caused most know, of it. I know. Hilarious. But like, the way the internet is, where it's just like, we get a single picture and we, we're going to talk about it for 40 minutes. We get a dumb gif and we're going to talk about it for 40 minutes. That's what I'm ripping on. Okay. And yeah. this is what it's going to be until the movie comes out now. Literally, yeah. So this we, is where the fun begins. We can't even <laughs> wait for the trailer or the title name or anything. We're like extrapolating off of pictures. Uh, what do we want it to be titled, guys? We've talked about that in past podcasts. Balance of the Force is the leak so far. Really, eh? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. You Caleb know. hasn't heard that. And here's the no. interesting thing: is the the, the outline of the, the lettering for Star Wars was purple, uh, where mm. you, where it was, um, what was it? It was red, red in, the mm-hmm. last, in the last one. Um, and of course, you know, the good lightsaber, evil lightsaber. You put them together, red and blue make purple. Maybe balance, balance of the Force. Cool. You know, there's again. 
only speculation. Just tons and tons of speculation on the internet. And this is supposed to come out next Christmas, right? Yeah, Christmas 2019? Yeah. This Christmas. Yeah, this Christmas. Yeah, this Christmas coming up. Sorry. You're right. It's February, and it still doesn't really feel like 2019. It's pretty strange. But um, this is where the fun begins, because we're going to be speculating about this goddamn <laughs> movie for the next year. Let's see how many more times we can say this <laughs> is where the fun begins. <laughs> can we get that podcast? on loop? Ding. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ding. When we get that lunch lady page, I'm going to say this is where the fun begins. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. There we go. That should happen any minute now. <laughs> Until then, Paul, you also po- uh, found a, an article about a very very interesting thing that Daisley Ridley gave to John Boyega for uh, rap for the wrapping of the principal photography. We could like, do forty minutes on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she gave him a prop from the Amazing Spider-Man Two. The, that's the Andrew Garfield one. Yes, weird with uh, Electro and them. Um, I don't know why. It was like a little Oscorp vial of like super serum or something like that. And I know it. once again, everyone's speculating what it could this possibly mean. Was John Boyega, was he supposed to play Electro? Was he a big Spider-Man fan? Like why of all the Spider-Man movies do you get him a prop from this particular movie? Well, obviously Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is going to be in episode nine. It has to be. That has to be the way. Oh. Or maybe Andrew Garfield's going to be in. Episode there nine. There you go. <laughs> As Spider Man. That's I don't know. Disney just morshes strange. everything together. <laughs> just, they just don't even care anymore. Spider Man, what are you doing here? I'm here to take down the Sith. Anybody call for a web slinger? <laughs> Star Wars episode nine, the KFC famous bowl of movies. Oh my god. That'd be great. So this this forty five seconds that we have spent on that topic, I think that was apropos to what it was. Yeah, it was just a silly little thing, and now we are moving on. One final Star Wars. Oh, thing. we are not moving on. The Cassian Andorian movie or TV series mm. that is supposed to coming out. Um, Alec Tudyk, Alan Tudyk, who plays KSO eight. Tudyk, am I getting any of these yeah, names yeah, right? Yeah, you're doing all right. Uh, um, K2SO five, I think. Yeah, he hinted that he might be in it, but maybe not. Ugh. And he was the only. Enjoyable part of Rogue One, almost. He's a phenomenal actor. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I like Rogue One. He's the only like new original thing in it that's not like, <laughs> hey, remember this from original Star Wars? He's the only kind of original character that's not totally depressing and boring. So unless this Kessorian Andor movie or TV series is going to be the most boring slog we've ever heard of from Star Wars, oh, my family died from the Empire. Sad all the way through. I don't think he likes Star Wars. I, it's, it's strange, hey? You know what? Who- I don't. I don't anymore. But- I like... Four or five and a half movies. Brian, could you turn it Everything down? else is trash from this franchise. Oh. Everything. I am so mad at Star Wars. For just wasting the potential, but also, like, there isn't that much potential. You get a few good things out of it. It's a sensitive electronic Caleb, equipment. Paul, whatever I, two I, listeners we had to this podcast right? are gone. They're gone. Sorry, Darren and Shane's I'm glad Caleb's here, because he really likes... Like, he, you tried to get me into the Clone Wars and everything. You love... Yeah, Clone Wars is awesome. ...some of the, like, ancillary stuff. Please explain to me why. It's more Star Wars. That's, like, essentially it, man. Like, the art direction and all that stuff that everybody loves about Star Wars. The X-Wing fighters, all that stuff. The the Jedi lore, right? Like, that's all just expanded in, in the Clone Wars. And they tell some pretty cool stories. And it is. It's optional, right? Like, it doesn't follow the main path of the Skywalker saga or whatever. So, like, if you're really into that, and, like, I just love, like, Star Wars for, like, sound design as well. Like, all that sort of stuff. I'm 
I'll, I'll like take in as much as I possibly can. If I could speculate, I think what you said just now is that if it doesn't follow the main Skywalker line, that, that's probably your thing, isn't it, Paul? What it, I think more is is that I really love those three original movies so much, and there's a lot of really good stuff there, but that's all that kind of is good. And everything else that has been taken from it to then, like, pull more apart and, like, let's see Yoda with a lightsaber and look at all the flips he can do and all that stuff, it actually is not just, like, more time spent with these characters because they're not being handled very well. well hang on a second. Go on. Hello, everyone. The lunch lady is at reception. Say it, Caleb. Say it. This is where the fun begins. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And rather than giving me more of what I want from these characters, because you have to just, like, flesh it out with a bunch of bullshit, it actually detracts from and almost ruins those original beautiful scenes with those original characters. Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, you know, saying like, uh, you know, it's like wars not make one great and all the great wisdom he has and those stuff. And then all of a sudden he's going on adventures and flying a spaceship and hanging out with the Wookiees and flipping around doing lightsaber bullshit and video he, game nonsense. He does that in the main movies. That's not just Clone Wars stuff, man. He well, does. I know. Does, it's like, like he lightsaber fights in like the prequels. Yeah. That ruins the character of Yoda by trying to be like, hey, don't you love this little green guy? And don't you love lightsaber fights? Well, guess what? We're going to hammer out three more bullshit movies. And we can't think of anything new that's good. And Irvin Kirshner's not around. So we're going to just have him do lightsaber flips. That's my beef with all this extra stuff. Rather than coming up with new original stuff, where's the next Yoda you know what I mean? Rather than just making Yoda do lightsaber flips. Yeah, but then people would just complain, being like, this is just totally an ape on Yoda. Why don't they just have Yoda? No, no, I'm not saying like an ape on Yoda. I'm just saying like, what's the next new thing? Yoda didn't exist in the first Star Wars movie, right? He was a totally original new character for Empire Strikes Back. Where's the next totally new original character? Where's the next new thing? The new version of an X-Winger? Like, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's what I mean. It's a very it's limited franchise. It's hard to do franchise. that if you go to a prequel. Like, you need to flesh it out. Like, as soon as they decided that they were going to prequels... People want to see those characters and what they were like before that happened. I think that's the argument there. Like, you can't just... If you made those prequel movies and you didn't include a Yoda, people would be pissed. Especially when he refers to... Like what he saw in Empire Strikes Back and in Return of the Jedi. No, I know. I agree. And Yoda's just the example that I'm using is that you could do it in a better way. That's what I'm saying. It was all mishandled. And the stuff that they made Yoda do, the stuff that is in the Clone Wars TV shows, is also hackily done. Sorry, Dave Filoni. Put a hat on. Hack! All that stuff. He doesn't. He's not coming up with good things the way that uh, George Lucas and Irvin Kirshner did in the original movies. They're I don't think you watched like, Clone Wars. I don't think you watched it. Watched enough of it. Watched enough <laughs> oh, of it. I'm just. I'm just saying. Star Wars is limited. I like what I like about it a lot, and everything else is just fleshed out by like lesser creatives. It's not as good. It's not worthwhile, and it ruins the original stuff. Wow. All right. <laughs> you're, gonna let, you're gonna let him get away with that, Caleb? I, I, well, I'm not gonna change his mind, right? So it's. I. I like it. You don't. That's fine. Let's yeah. move on. All of your logic, it's Caleb, true. means nothing. He doesn't no, like galaxies I appreciate, far, far away. I really appreciate Caleb's love of it, and I'm glad for you that it exists. I love that theory of yours that like it's more time spent in that universe. That's why you like The Hobbit, and I didn't. Right, uh, the Hobbit was okay. Yeah, but uh, so I appreciate that about you. I don't mean to shit all over everything that you love. <laughs> <laughs> We're all nerds. Here. Wow, love. Okay, now we are moving on to... That had to happen, I way. suppose it did, it did yeah, exactly. Or Paul would just have, like, exploded guts on the ceiling and it would have been just a... <laughs> oh, insane. Can I turn him back up now? Can yeah, I you can turn him I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I think he's done yelling for this moment, are you, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's going to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
Dune. We uh, we have we've now heard that uh, the remake of Dune by uh, Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, the um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine guy, awesome uh, will be uh, coming out in uh, Thanksgiving twenty twenty. Um, so, who's seen the original Dune? Hands up. Oh, wow. David Lynch, yeah. right? Arrakis. I've not seen it. Spice. Spice. <laughs> so, have you not seen it, Paul? No. Art, have you seen no, it? No, I haven't. I oh, wish okay. I had now, though. Oh, David my goodness. And- oh, you have. Well, you have opportunity. You have until, you know, Thanksgiving 2020. Um, the original Dune was a fantastic movie. And, I mean, I saw it so long ago that I didn't really put together... <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I can be really ignorant with, with people and actors. I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Daisy uh, Sky, whatever her name is, her, 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 her dad shows up on the show. And it's this guy that I had never heard of named Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> And of course, that's freaking Paul. That's Wadib from Dune. He's I been find in out so many other things years other later, Shield, right? And and now I'm just watching Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, and there he is again. Yeah. Um. And so sometimes I just don't put the connections together. I'm pretty bad with faces. That's why I think I'm in radio. How I met your mother too for like a little. Yeah, oh yeah, I went there. through his IMDb last night. He's done a crap ton of Was stuff. He in the Desperate Housewives and yes. stuff as well. Yeah. 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 No, Kyle MacLachlan has done. A whack of stuff. He's phenomenal in this movie. The movie is great. I, you know, the special effects, I think, for the most part, they still hold, hold up. up. Yeah, 100%. Um, music, is, music is good. Uh, the whole thing, the feel, the vibe of the movie. And Sting. Um, it's it's a great movie. I would highly recommend Patrick you go Stewart, see. too, right? Like, Patrick Stewart's in that movie in as well. What? Yeah, man. As what? Small part? Uh, again, here's no, bits that I forget. He's like a general, I think, or something like that. Whoa! Yeah. It yeah. has been a number of years, and I will definitely see the original Dune before I uh, head to this Dune 2020, but uh, anyone hype on the new Dune? Well, yeah. I think I have director. to... I'm kind of the same. I have to rewatch because uh, I saw it a long, long time ago, and yeah. it, I guess it wasn't... It didn't really speak to me as much as it probably could have, yeah. you know, if I were in this mentality now. So it spoke to me. But then. I do agree that the visual effects do hold up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it spoke to me then. It's just that it has been a number of years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I'm asking freaking Patrick Stewart in it. Yeah, that movie's like it's it's long. Oh sure, like it is long. It's an epic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's like a Saturday couch movie for <laughs> me, right? <laughs> that's what I was um, just gonna do. Is uh, Kirsten is astral projecting from Tofino into my brain right now? Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah, and uh, isn't it really long? <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten Runtime James. Yeah, yeah. It would be uh, it would be something for her to have to invest the time or possibly split it with an intermission. Um, mm. Kirsten is all about the runtimes and wants to know how long everything, including an Instagram video, will be before she starts watching it. I had a day once on a Saturday where I watched the original Tron and Dune. Wow, <laughs> yeah. dude, that's awesome. It like, it's just movies that end in end. Hilarious. Well, <laughs> the end sound. <laughs> Tron and yeah. Dunn. I was going to pronounce it Trone. Trone <laughs> and Dune. Trone yeah. and Dune. Anyway, yeah, the new the new Dune does look... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't, you know, don't know, we don't know a lot about it, but just the idea of it, it's, it's probably time and it'd be interesting to see what they do. This director, though, he's a guy who's like batting a thousand. Danny Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like, man. if you look at his IMDb, it's got like Sicario, Prisoners. Blade Runner, Prisoners, uh, Arrival. Arrival, yeah. Like all fantastic movies. So that should be enough to get you on board right there. Oh, like that guy's got such visual flair too. Yeah. Like, 
man. Yeah. And, and we learned earlier that um, the third Fantastic Beasts movie was uh, bumped from the Warner Brothers schedule, and uh, it would seem that uh, the Dune it would be what is replacing it. Because the, uh, the speculation is that that was the original slot was going to be Thanksgiving 2020 for the next uh, Fantastic Beasts. No, but then the last one was shit. That's well, funny. well, no, that's that's true. Not necessarily the reason, but like when the last movie was panned, the, it was bumped off the schedule. I think they're that and replaced part of the reason for the Fantastic Beasts. Was, yeah, maybe one that was shit. <laughs> <Right>? um, <laughs> no, the other reason I think is that they're still really trying. WB still really trying hard to put together a Flash movie. Um, but they had like an issue with the director or whatever, and of course you can't have a Flash movie without what's what's the dude's name plays Flash and was also on Fantastic Beasts. Oh, the actor's name? Yeah, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, Miller. Yeah. that's right. Oh. Yeah. So they're, I think Ezra Miller is kind of one of the middle kind of people in the middle of that halt. Um, I got a question for you guys. If can we do we have time? Yeah. Okay. So I've never I haven't seen the second Fantastic Piece. Mm. Uh, I went in the Harry Potter series this Christmas. Watched the whole thing for the first time. Oh, good wow. timing! Nice work too. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then I I just I I saw the first Fantastic Piece right after that. I haven't seen the second one. But, like, I've heard that the second one has, like, been panned and, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, plot holes and stuff like that. As a dude who never read the Harry Potter books, like, going through that saga, there was a couple times when I was watching those early movies and I was like, there seems like there's plot holes here, but I'm just going to stick with the whole story. And, like, by the end of it, like, all that stuff got filled out. So you, you think felt that it, that's going to happen You with felt this? that watching it as a non-book reader? Yeah, dude. Oh, totally. interesting. Okay. Like, well. after I watched the, um, what was the second one? Chamber of Secrets? Yeah. Like, I had so many questions. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then they have, like, the closure for that movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, like, I still kind of enjoyed it, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm like... Like, are they going to reveal this later or is this just going to be forgotten about? And they totally did. Like, they totally revealed all that stuff later with, like, the horcruxes and everything else like that. Is that – do you think that's going to be the case for Fantastic Beasts or – I think it could be. Okay. um, Because, you know, J.K. Rowling is is at the helm writing it. And I don't think there would be – you can't really say that there's too much difference in terms of how she's writing it because she's actually writing a screenplay versus a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if she has this – kind of universe in mind great it doesn't feel that way to me from watching the Fantastic Beast movie it kind of feels like she's sort of she had this one specific direction that she took in the first movie and then she started reacting to the oh there's this lack of like complexity or and yeah. you know I want okay. I want more of the main Harry Potter characters and so it sound, it feels like the second one was more of a reaction to that. Oh okay. So. Cool. I'll say that yeah those first Harry Potter movies got lucky because you know you're you're um, basing it off of books and so you have to cut a bunch of stuff out but there's so many interweaving threads that you know like what if they had cut something out of the first two or three movies that ends up being massive for the last you know a couple of movies you would have to go back and retcon or whatever so um so, so I don't know. So these Fantastic Beast movies, again, with her at the helm, yeah, maybe she's laying those threads and there will be tons and tons of payoff. But I agree right now, not knowing, like, because they don't come from books and we don't have a better, wider yeah. frame of reference, 
Um, maybe she's doing that and there will be huge payoff. I hope. That's actually a very optimistic way of looking at it. Maybe that movie isn't just a bunch of crazy shit and maybe there will be payoff in the next couple of movies. thing is, though, because it does feel very reactionary because of the fact that it was only supposed to be three movies and now it's, what, five or six. Yeah. It's going to be Fantastic Beasts. Okay. So, And the thing is, like, this is such a, a short attention span reactive culture that we're in right now that... We as human beings don't play the long game very well. We don't want to be waiting too long for the answers to these questions. And especially if we don't like what we see and we pan it and then the very possible answer to our questions, the third movie, gets bumped off the schedule. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not helping. That's not helping at all. Yeah. No, we need to settle down, though, I think, a little bit. It's yeah. true. You know, It's not going to happen, but it's that's, true. Yeah. That's the great thing about those books is that it took, what, 20 years for them to all eventually come out? And so you know, we had the uh, the opportunity to like wait and feel anxious about it and what's going to happen and, and have that mystery. But, again, that's that was their um, advantage, too, is that... They, they were really good books. Yeah, well, and people already also knew because they had read the books. But, yeah. like, for, for a guy like me who hadn't, I was, like, kind of wondering, like, if those things would have ever been resolved. Like, right. if I was I was kind of looking at it as a way of, like, okay, well, maybe this will be told in the later movie. Like, well, that's cool, and that's a unique position. Aside. Most people aren't in that position. Most people have read the book. And so it's actually really good to hear that from your point of view, that not having read the books, yeah, everything does all the details do fill out come come to the end. It's almost an interesting comparison to uh, Marvel, right? Because Marvel, they had this overall plan with the MCU, and they actually had that, that conference to show this is how many movies we're going to be doing to lead up to Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and we all hung on, even though we saw that, wow, shit, this is how many years down the line that we're going to, you know, we're going to be watching these movies. Kirsten's like, how many minutes is this? Well, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> it, right? But we're, we've all stuck on. The the interesting test for Marvel now is if they don't have another one of those conferences following Endgame to show yeah. what their their objectives are down the, down the line, maybe there's not going to be too much patience in terms of for people to, to hang on to, you know, to keep watching these movies. Yeah. That's you, a really good point. Do you point. think if yeah. Warner Brothers did that with Fantastic Beasts, like it would settle some people down a little bit with their view well, on, we, on what's going on? We already know that there's more movies coming and the different, the big difference is that every Marvel movie was at least pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, like I know people have their beefs with Iron Man 2, but imagine, you know, Iron Man 2, the second movie in this yeah. huge franchise was a total like sloppy mess in the way the Fantastic Beast two yeah. was, that can, that can derail your whole franchise. Dar- Doctor Strange yeah. is my Marvel movie like question mark. But, like that movie to me made no sense. No, of course, but that's <laughs> that awesome probably, to look like, at. But fourteen like, movies in at that point, yeah. though, and, right? And their worst movie is better than pretty much the best movie of the DCEU, right? Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. So so they built they every single movie that Marvel put out pretty much was good enough to keep, to keep the faith and get you more and more excited. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Fantastic Beasts two is like what a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. you lose interest. It, it could derail. It would have been interesting though to see if like if they had a full on plan. Okay, we're gonna release Fantastic Beasts one here, two here, three, four, five, six here. Yeah. It might. You know, it might have me a little bit more invested in terms of, like, if we're like, well, we don't know when the the next one is going to come out. And then we start hearing stories about, oh, well, it's been bumped again. It's been bumped again. Then it kind of gets me hesitant because, like, do I want to invest that much if I know that there's not going to be 
It's it's like when a show that I really like on like Netflix or something yeah. gets canceled, but there's no resolution to the actual plot. Ah. It's like holding in a sneeze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know, man. Like I I I never one I never realized I would like Harry Potter as much as I did. Yeah, nice. And two, like it made me kind of trust J.K. Rowling. Yes, like just as a whole. So like I I don't know. I haven't seen the second one yet. Like and you guys say it's no good, but. I don't know. I'm I'm almost willing to uh, you know just kind of see where it goes. Like I'm I'm in now. There's parts of it that are good, I think, and it sets up for another movie. That's and that's part of my beef with the movie. It's all about it's all a setup for another yeah. movie. So uh, I will watch the next one. Obviously, <laughs> I will. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much probably going to be there with you. Even though that so. movie, I'll throw it up there as maybe the worst movie of the year. Oof! Wow! Dang! <laughs> Was it not? I heard not many good things about it. We so. railed on it on this podcast, yeah. guys. Don't be silent Wait, now. did you give it a six? I'm trying to remember. No, I did not give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> you might have. The solid six. This weird, this weird YouTube video came out with a bunch of cobbled together uh, bits of new Captain Marvel footage. Some, some new, like some seconds of new stuff. It came from Film Select Trailer, um, which uh, the the YouTube account, which sometimes has some cool trailers in it and some obviously some exclusive bits. Um, do we have any thoughts on this? I watched a little bit of it. Um, I, I mean, I've, I still am not that excited for this movie. I've said that on this podcast even a for lot. The, even for the bit when the when uh, Captain Marvel's facing off against a scroll and the scroll yells and she yells, that was a funny comedic moment. No, okay. Yeah. Anyways, it, it was just me. Yeah, like we've got a clip. which looks like a full clip of the movie, a, a battle on top of a, uh, uh, like a Skytrain, what do they call these things? Above ground subway. Light rail. Or, light rail things, yeah, yeah. Um, against, uh, obviously, a, a scroll in, in very derpy 90s clothing um, fighting with Captain Marvel on top of this car this, sub, oh, yeah. this subway type of train while youngified uh, Fury and Coulson are chasing them in the old, in the old Caprice Classic I think uh, under, underneath and beside and pretty neat clip and yeah. we get to see the, the double hand blast as they go into the tunnel which is uh, seen in the trailers and then one more blast into the roof and that's how she uh, jumps and doesn't get decapitated going into this tunnel and uh, yeah and then more more trailer bits and other things and yeah it's it's it's, um yeah three minutes of i'd say about half new stuff i will say that it's where it is selling me is being a 90s action flick yeah Mm -hmm. i like that well honestly that's good because that's what you want that's the consistency that's the feel that you want to have if you're selling it as as such and then but then there's this cosmic portion of it and i'm just like how are they going to weave those two things in together Mm. I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I'm so I, stoked. I can about kind this. of at this point, I can kind of trust that it's not going to disappoint. No, this is going to be fun. Like that scene on top of the train kind of reminds me of in um, Age of Ultron. It's like you almost forget this part happens in the movie, but it's a really good action movie where they're like chasing him down, and he's in like a truck in Korea. Yeah, in Korea, and there's like a helicopter involved mm, or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like these are just great, well-made action set pieces. And so this is going to be one of those, and she looks like a fun, interesting, powerful character doing cool moves and whatever. Um, th- this all really hinges on Brie Larson if she's get a little bit more like, I don't know, a little more um, 
personality because I still and I've seen this other places give too, her some cheese whiz people <laughs> what does that mean what, what does that mean? <laughs> you don't remember that uh, commercial about how cheese whiz adds personality oh, oh yeah, right. yes right of course. <laughs> that that was the 90s thing guys I'm trying to bring it back to the 90s crux of their campaign how did we forget that, that was well done of course that was well a deep done, cut Caleb. well done holy yeah. smokes this movie's coming out in like a couple of weeks March yeah. 8th it's um, International Women's Day that is in two weeks and a day but on the 7th on the 7th two weeks from today We've got a we've got a field trip We're podcast going, field trip yeah. yeah we've all bought uh, tickets to the, the the night before showing on Thursday so we'll we'll record our podcast on the Thursday and we'll be all super jazzed and then we'll go see it that night and then we'll I'm not sure what's going to happen we're going to I don't know do we delay the podcast and talk about it the next day or come back here at midnight come at back midnight. here at midnight that's exactly no! what I'm going to do I'm bringing Paul. my child no. and it's a school all right, night all right go back to <sighs> Brian's house at midnight no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what All we, in the lead up to Endgame. <sighs> oh, always Endgame with you. I love it. Um, we'll talk about some small screen things. Uh, Marvel, uh, and, you know, for for Disney Plus, has hired uh, Michael Waldron from Rick and Morty to help write the new Loki TV show. Good news? Bad news? Why are you shaking your head, Art? I, I thought this would be good news. Do all we around. need a Loki show? Thank I you. I don't. I don't think we do. Nope. I mean, I think do we need a to- couple of the ideas that they've thrown out there, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'll probably watch that just to get a laugh because that's probably what it's going to be. You'd watch a but- Falcon Winter like a Falcon show over a Loki show. Yeah, I don't understand why Loki's like. How is Loki going to anchor his own show? I don't. I don't see that at all. All the mischief he'll get up to. He runs a pet store. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool in like one Thor movie and one Avengers movie. Okay, maybe two Thor movies. Okay, give him the first one. We'll do I think Loki's Thor, pretty cool. Like Loki's a pretty cool character overall. He's had like he hasn't really had any sort of disappointing. No, no, he's great. Movies. And Tom Hiddleston is great. But are we really gonna follow him in a show? Yeah, we'll find out. I guess. So, what kind of show is this? Is this a cartoon? No, it's live action. Live action, and then the um, uh, kind of the connecting story to this is that the plot so far is going to be about. Loki and how he's influenced, uh, I guess, historical moments on Earth. Oh, cool. Oh, really? So it'd be like a Forrest Gump esque, like Loki was. Quantum or, Leap? It's, well, because he, he's been around for thousands of years. That's right? what this show is? Let yeah. me read you the official synopsis. Early reports suggest a Forrest Gump esque plot, independent of the Avengers timeline, that will see Hiddleston's anarchic character traversing space and time, passing through major events in history. And they have Hiddleston on board to do this. Absolutely. Yeah. And they have a Rick and Morty writer. Mm-hmm. This show will crush. <laughs> and they have, there's the word from Caleb. They have millions of dollars in the budget because yeah. it's Disney. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of the anchors on the new streaming service. So they want to they wanna come out strong. Cool. Okay, Art. We were uh, against this. Now, what do you think? Now, well, I, did, I hadn't heard that about. I thought literally it was going to be like the boring day to day life of a mischief god as he runs a hotel in England or something like that. No, that's like, called cr- the Night Manager, starring Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, what crazy characters come into the hotel this week? But this actually, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, so that what, sounds th- better. Is this in any like uh, accidentally shaves the rest of Hitler's mustache and that's like the start of <laughs> maybe? Yeah, well, here's, like this is what we're getting from this. Yeah, so, here's, but here's the other question I have about it because you we got the Falcon and Winter Soldier idea. And what's the other, the Scarlet Witch and Vision thread for a show? Are they all going to like inter mingle into like. It's the MTU. 
Yeah. I, well, because the thing, the thing about this, the early reports of the um, the synopsis is that it really also doesn't give away. The- Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. It really also doesn't give away um, whether or not Loki is going to come back to life after Infinity War, right? Yeah. So it, it he could stay dead, but then this also fo- this focuses on you know Loki back in the day. Well, right? aren't all those other characters dead too? Oh no, they've Spoilers. already spoiled that. Oh, they've already this is spoiled interesting. that. Yeah, you clearly have not seen the Spider-Man trailer, have you? <laughs> I have. This is kind of a neat thing. I don't know. This is kind of neat. And he's what? What else is he gonna do? Like goes oh. goes back and he like. Uh, I love the one eighty. Te- teaches Cleopatra. <laughs> I know. He didn't have any notes on it, and he was absolutely pissed. And then he heard the synopsis, and he's like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to call him out, Caleb. Good work. Good work. Yeah. But who knows? Because like going back to your your you know hatred for other Star Wars stuff. What yeah. if this is kind of like a, an early Star Wars prequel that focuses on Cassian Andor? You know, getting pissed off. You know what? What if what if this ends up being like? Well, this is just another story that they're using this character, and this is gonna ruin Thor and everything for me. Well, this is why you didn't like the idea of the Mandalorian series, right? No, you I see, don't. You see this as the same type of thing. Well, but you know what? Okay, let me let me continue on my one eighty here. Loki is the character that, if written written well, and as you say, a Rick and Morty writer is gonna do good things, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you put him in a variety of scenarios rather than just running a pet shop. Um, yeah, it could be neat. Because uh, that was my, my beef before, right? Like, what more do you show? He, we saw him be a child. We saw him do interesting things on Thor. So if it's like littler things where he's like playing around with history, I don't know. That kind of could be neat. I w- I, the only reason <laughs> I, I had problems with it is because I, I'm not as taken with the Loki character as a lot of people are. Rick and, Rick and Morty is a show that does a really good job with cause and effect. Like, when something happens, a little minor thing happens, like it can disrupt like a whole universe in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a guy like Loki, who's like a god of mischief and he's yeah. going through time and he's like manipulating his way to make certain events happen or not happen, like this is the perfect kind of writer for this show. Like mm-hmm. I, I really think it's a, it's a good fit. Directors are TBC, although apparently Taika Waititi's in, in, uh, in talks to helms uh, several of the episodes. Neat, so, cool. Uh, That's cool. Also, be a good plus for it. Quantum Leap was a good show, right? Didn't people love Quantum Leap? It's kind of like that. Quantum Leap, everyone. Quantum Leap. Say it with me. Quantum right Leap. Right back at Chilla. Oh, <laughs> oh thank my you. God. Wow. <laughs> Two great lines from the guest uh, today. That's fantastic. Yes, Quantum Leap was a great show. <laughs> right? Well, no, and that's kind of what they're doing here. It's like it's going to be different every week and different settings and time periods and all that stuff. And no one does things like that. No show has done it, I don't think, since Quantum Leap. Maybe Rick and Morty. Quantum Loki. I like it. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see. It'd be like, oh, wow, Loki caused a Zeppelin crash. Or right. Or did this. Or, yeah. That lovable you know. scamp. Yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, unfortunately, the official word that uh, the Punisher and Jessica Jones, the last two uh, vestiges of uh, Netflix uh, Marvel content, have gone and are canceled. And Eminem hated it. Yeah, did he you? tweeted oh. out last night, and yeah, it went, I, I that missed that. That was my joke off the top. You didn't get that? Oh, I didn't. I no, I didn't. I, I missed that completely. That's okay. So he tweeted. Uh, what did he say exactly? It was. I'm looking it up. I'll let him have the. Um, he was like, "Dear Netflix, regarding your cancellation of the Punisher, you are blowing it. 
Sincerely, Marshall. Whoa. And, and you know when he signs Marshall, he absolutely. means Absolutely. When he's putting in, that yeah. name behind it? Jeez. It was all caps, and then some people said, you know, this is a, re- a weird remix of Stan, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, funny. He was a fan. Isn't that we, weird? We all saw this coming, right? Yeah. It's, oh, sure. Uh, it's it's almost not a news story now. It yeah, was just one of those expected things to have happened. And again, I you know, and I said, I know we said in the previous podcast that oh well, despite the fact that we know Disney Plus is coming, uh, Netflix is saying it's because their viewers viewership's down, and I kind of get that their viewership's down. And also, I wasn't a fan of the, the most recent seasons, but at the same time, this also could be words from Netflix because they know that Disney Plus is happening and they're taking all that shit back. Absolutely. Do you guys Absolutely. see Disney Plus carrying on with these shows? That's the question. Eventually, but they won't be able to. They've got this two-year non-compete clause in right. their contract, so you won't be able to see The Punisher for two years, Jessica Jones for two years, you know... Uh, any of the Defenders. Any, any of the Defenders. Yeah. You're not going to be able to see them for a couple of years, but that could be a good kind of re-jumping off point. Yeah. Because they can take all the failures from the Netflix shows, mm. the, the most recent Netflix seasons, and then streamline it to be a little bit better. Is Jessica you know? Jones coming out with another season? She's got one more She's season. She's got one left. more left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the writing has really let these shows down. Yeah. You I know, think, like that, that's that's the bottom line with all these shows. Like their second seasons and stuff. Aside from Daredevil, which I thought was pretty solid, you know, most of the way through. But yeah, I mean like I think it would be great if they all had like a two year hiatus or whatever and you yeah. came back with like maybe a different showrunner or different. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. Or whatever. Like John Bernthal to me like nails Punisher. Yeah. Like he is the Punisher. So I would love to see him come back and do something, but I would like to see some different writers and, and some different ideas. Cause yeah, I mean like sometimes they just, the stories go on too long. I don't know like what, a, like what the episode orders have been or anything like that, or if they have to write that many episodes. Well, I've said but, every time it's that yeah. Kirsten James effect. That I, I would look and be like, fuck 13 episodes. Yes. Really? Do I got to sit through all of this? Yeah, yeah for sure. Cause so, it's just become a more crowded universe with again. Yeah. A very thick mm-hmm. pile of episodes to go through for each one that eventually becomes tiring. And yeah, rest is probably very apropos. Here's my idea. All these shows get rid one show, it's called the Marvel Good Times Variety Show. Okay, <laughs> I, and knew, then, I knew you were gonna talk about a variety show. No, and then <laughs> it's like each episode is one character, or maybe two, or you know what I mean. And then it's just like one's a Jessica Jones episode, well, next one's Mar- Punisher, right? And you can do kind of more stories, leave us hanging. How do they intertwine? It's all under one umbrella show. So when it comes out, it's thirteen episodes, but they're all divided equally between these characters, or as much as the story demands, rather than having a like fill 13 fucking episodes yeah. with each single character. But then at the end of each episode, the character has to go, that's it for me. Let's see what old yeah. Iron Fist is doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you want shorter stories? Yes. You know what they call shorter stories? What? Movies. <laughs> Pretty much. Good call. That's eh? what I think they could do with it. Yeah. Is I think they could just make a Punisher movie with John Bernthal. Yeah, that would right? that'd be and awesome. Even if it's just for Disney Plus, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I agree. They're making an Andrew Lincoln Rick Grimes movie for The Walking Dead. Yeah. So is this the movie that Karen Page gets absolutely just enough? Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> um, 
Again. See what else we're talking about here. Can we go one episode without Art suggesting violence to a woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I, can, I can't even Not make this your Karen Page. I can't even make this your hashtag. Yeah. It's solid six is so good. Solid oh, six. Man. Get the Karen Page. Hashtag solid six. I love vacuuming. We have been <laughs> vacuuming, okay? Jeez. We have been trying to talk about reviews and recommendations. We have we have this this cue sheet every week, and every week there's this red header with reviews and recommendations, and it talks about things that we have seen that we want to review, and uh, for at least three weeks now, we have not gotten around to it. We're getting around to it this time, dang it. I saw Alita Battle Angel um, last night, two nights ago. I don't know what day it is, um, but I was, uh, so it's Thursday, so yeah, on Tuesday, I was dumb enough to go and see a 10 p.m. showing of this movie. First oh, off, oh, wow. has anyone else wow. seen the movie? No. no. Oh, I want this is the James very Cameron Avatar. Yes. Movie. Robert yeah. Rodriguez, right? Yeah. Directed Robert it? Rodriguez. Yeah. 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 And this is the one based off the manga where you have uh, Alita, the main character, who is basically modeled accurately off of anime with oversized eyes and undersized mouth and... Um, I kind of really wish Kristen James were here to, to say, say to say fuck her eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I will have to say, in the initial That's trailers fine. a year or so ago, whenever I first saw this, yeah, yeah I was taken aback a little bit by it. But yeah. the more I saw of it, by the time I got to the movie, I didn't even notice that. Huh? I didn't even notice that. And Kristen actually passed on a, a an article which which says how Alita Battle Angel triumphed over the uncanny valley, and she sent it along with nope, wrong, fart. A la, right, yeah. A la Paul Pristino reactions. Because Kirsten is very much uh, sensitive to the Uncanny Valley, and she she hates when, when people are youngified through uh, CG. I'm I will have to her. say, I, oh, yeah. but I did not really see much of that in this movie. Um, honestly, like, some hair and fabric movement kind of got me a little, but in general... Just a pretty good story. Um, uh, I I quite enjoyed it. Some good music, good plot, um, great act, great acting from her. Um, oh my goodness, I don't have her name. Sorry, what's her name? I can't remember. I'm a, I'm a horrible person. Um, da, 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 I'm just taking time while I try and find the actors. She was great. Um, <laughs> the the boy, the love interest, a little wooden in his acting. I did not like his portrayal at all. Mm. Although I totally get you know the the reason for it. Uh, the doctor, the father figure, uh, was great, and um, Jennifer Connelly was was in the movie oh, as well. Eyebrows. I, I should. <laughs> Jeez. I shouldn't. I, I'm not even going to say <laughs> s- sort of what her role was in it, but I also really enjoyed. Um, her her role in it as well. Um, y'all are interested in the movie, I presume. I am. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. I would recommend it. I would give it like you know a bud a bud eight out of ten. But again, bud impresses pretty easy when it comes to movies. Uh, I got a question for you, please. The three D in that movie because yeah. like they were talking about like Avatar and stuff like in the marketing. Does that does that did that like blow you away like Avatar kind of did or is it Avatar did blow me away. Its three D was so like not overdone and just perfect for the environment um, that it stands out to me as a really well done shot in 3D movie. Mm-hmm. Most movies after that or just sort of m- most 3D movies in general, for me personally, yeah, they're 3D. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Nothing really stood at like they did it well. I don't think they overdid anything in terms of the 3D. 
since Avatar, the only sort of 3D that really jumped out at me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to use that pun, I'm sorry, was the, <laughs> the 2016 Ghostbusters movie that Paul didn't like because uh, they letterboxed the movie, yeah. but in certain scenes where they're firing the, mm. the unlicensed nuclear accelerators, the, the beams transverse the, uh, yeah, the letterbox cool. and, and actually come out further than they, than they probably should. Yeah, so the 3D, and when you watch this movie in 2D, it's not like the old 70s 3D movies where they're like poking their finger into the camera and it's really obvious where it should have been 3D where you can't watch it in 2D you know like that now there are a number of moments where they're going through things or claws are coming at you um where you see where the 3d would have been um so having having not seen it in 2d i don't know if that would be jarring but in the 3d i would call it comfortable nice a comfortable level of 3d cool. but do you think it's a case of sorry i go all the way back here to the uncanny valley of no, the, the fucker eyes and everything <laughs> um is it because the reason that we all hate the Uncanny Valley is because our brain is trying to like reckon that this is a real person and it's not quite good enough? Yeah. Whereas with this movie, your brain is supposed to be uh, being reminded kind of almost constantly that this isn't a real person. It is a robot. I think you have really hit on it there because the, the whole Uncanny Valley thing is that the closer, the closer, the closer it gets, you know, something fake to being like something human the more we as human beings reject it the less we want to have sex with it the, uh, but, not at all um, <laughs> at all where I was that's waiting. why CGI porno doesn't exist with that prove me wrong everybody thank you prove but, me um, but go ahead and picture more CGI I pornography I don't think I will thank you very much that's horrible <laughs> thank you Paul for that good lord did um, you or did you not want to have sex with Alita Battle Angel stop <laughs> so what we have is uh, a human brain inside a, a robotic chassis uh, the brain is the only thing that is organic. Everything else is meant to be um, robotic. I'll, I'll just say this. The, 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 the world, there is a lot of prosthetic and rebuilt everything. It is a world where through various uh, circumstances of how things are on this, uh, on this, in, this, in this setting... People get their limbs robbed, basically, okay. and so a lot of them have to be rebuilt. And in this case, um, the doc here just found the the head and and neck of of Alita and built her onto a body. So it's all it's all robotic, and even the the, the skin and the skull and everything that is all a chassis. And the, but the brain is what's real and has survived for quite a long time. And uh, so I think yeah, because of that, because we know it is not supposed to be a human, maybe that's why it doesn't bother me less i wonder if it's just because i've been seeing all these trailers and all these posters and over time i just kind of got used to it because i was really taken aback when i saw it initially i'll take so, that as a yes <laughs> so this movie like paul <laughs> god sake. this sounds like very close to like that other that ghost in the shell that came out a few years ago like, sure that same kind of plot of the, mm. the brain in the although alita battle angel body. was good yeah uh, okay. <laughs> i mean the ghost in the shell the concept the manga the original cartoon movie yeah. the animated movie all fantastic i was not a big fan of the um the scarlet yeah Jordan, fair so. enough um, um but yes um yeah, somewhat similar, except for different reasons. I think in Ghost in the Shell, they're they're setting out to do this for you know this this type of officer or class of, of human. Uh, for here, it's uh, in, in Alita Battle Angel. It's more of just circumstance where again people are getting their limbs jacked, and so the, it 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 
it, it is more by necessity than mm-hmm. by choice. Um, but yeah, definitely the same kind of concept. Do you, do you want to talk about the Lego movie too, Brian? I know it's been several weeks since we've been wanting to do that. Fuck her Lego eyes! Okay no, then! Um, <laughs> I don't know if I really have as much to say about it as you did uh, about Elite at Battle Angel, but... Sorry, it's really fresh in my mind. <laughs> well, no, 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 yeah. It, it, I'm yeah, interested though, Brian, because this Lego movie too is not getting good reviews. Like, it is oh. not living up to the original. Would you have sex with the Lego, Brian? Oh. All right. It's like hurts to step on it. Yeah, it would hurt as much as I step on it. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! Man was not Um, meant to fuck a Lego. Oh god! Um, you know what? I don't think it's as bad as the reviews say it is. Good, but I don't know. It's, It's like, is it? Good enough to really invest however much a movie ticket is today, whereas you could easily just watch it on Netflix later on down yeah. the road or something. Because that's pretty much what it is. It's nothing too different from the first Lego movie. Nothing too different from the Lego Batman movie, right? Right. So it's like, same I, good writing. Yeah, it's you know it's funny. I laughed. Yeah. Um, was, it, was it Lord and Miller who wrote it? I don't know. You want to look that up? Checking. Yeah, I. You know, it's it's it kind of has it. It picks on the same beats as the the original Lego movie, and and I laugh because of that. And yeah. like even the even um, the songs that the Lonely Island wrote for it and stuff. Oh yeah, right. Spoiler alert: There's no post-credit scene, but I stayed for the whole end-credit scene anyway because the song is so phenomenal. I heard this sequel song was quite the thing to behold. Yeah. Uh, yes, Lord Miller, uh, Phil Lord, and uh, Christopher Miller did the screenplay for this one. They're great. Yep. Yeah, they are. But yeah, so the story was, you know, the story was kind of the similar story as what the first one was. Um, the you know there there's a couple cameos and you know from actual actors and stuff that was was pretty funny as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if it's really all that worth it to watch it in theaters. I'd yeah, I'd probably go the art route and give it a solid six. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> like stop. watch it, watch it, it when you get a stop. chance. But maybe don't spend like don't break the bank. It's I, getting uh, sorry, oh, I was, no, it's no. getting eighty six percent around tomatoes versus ninety five for the original. Well, that eighty six is isn't right? bad. Yeah, that's about right. That's, yeah, okay. that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Still, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen any of these Lego movies, but I did start watching Lego Batman the other day, and I was enjoying it. I haven't yeah. finished it yet, though. Lego Batman's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'd be curious to know if if anything is lost on you. Um, from not having seen the original Lego movie before you watched the Lego Batman yeah. movie. Because yeah. the reason the Lego Batman movie came out is because Batman pretty much stole the show in the Lego right. movie. Yeah, Will okay, Arnett. so maybe I should go back and watch the original yeah. Lego movie. Yeah. Will Arnett is fantastic in that role, just completely overdone. And yeah, he's brilliant. He's and, brilliant. Uh, I guess were we going to talk about Batman in this, or are we going to oh, pass that? Were we going to pass that? which Batman are we talking? Just because people say that he's like one of the greatest Batman oh, of all oh. time, just purely based on his Lego Batman stuff. Will Arnett, yeah, yeah. As far as the voice goes, he's right up there with Kevin Conroy. Magical. I did like that. Uh, Kevin Conroy is unreal. Kevin Conroy yeah. is the man. In the lead up to Batman versus Superman, Jimmy Kimmel did this skit with uh, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Right, I saw and this. It's just like, yeah, like you're Superman. 
No, because he's like, no, I'm Clark Kent. No, take <laughs> off your glasses, you're Superman. And then all of a sudden, Will Arnett kind of shows up. He's like, oh, no, yes. I'm Batman. That's right, he's too. Like, that is Lego good. Batman. If you haven't seen yeah. it, go see it. it, it is, it's but really good. Nobody cares about Lego Batman. And then wasn't it this past week that Jimmy Kimmel had Ben Affleck raise the cape and cowl up to the ceiling to like retire him as Batman? Yeah. That, was, that was ridiculous, but yeah, kind of funny. So he's, he's not going to be in the next Batman movie. He's, he's totally a different dude. Did you guys hear the rumors about who the next Batman's going to be? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Army Hammer? Oh, the ham man. Really? Really? He's tall. I'm not a huge Army Hammer guy. I I think he's a good supporting character, not a good lead. It's my Army Hammer. I haven't seen him in enough stuff to really gauge it. My advice to all Batman, aside from maybe the Lego Batman, is my same advice I give to Rivers Cuomo. That's enough for right now. <laughs> Let's just take a bit off. We're, you think done. there should just be a break? On yeah, Batman. take a break. There's yeah. so much bat. If you were to sit down and watch every piece of Batman, oh, anything, man, even since Tim Burton's 1990s Batman oh. animated series, all the one-off movies and everything, you'd be watching it until your eyeballs exploded and oozed out of your brain. Get rid. Take a break. <laughs> it's like James Bond, but twice as dense. There's just so many rotating characters and so much and so much more as yeah as you say. Paul, that being said, content. though, he's like a top three favorite comic book character for of me. Course, yeah, of course, of course, of course. That's yeah. why there's all Makes this sense. stuff. He's bankable yeah. too. I just want to mention that I've been binging Parks and Recreation. Um, I'm in season three. Who has seen this show? Bits of it. Bits God, of it. I want to watch it so bad. I don't have Amazon Prime. But hang on, I hang on. Are you it. saying that I'm the only one who's actually like deep into the show? Okay, but bud, I thought I was so behind. You got to. Where are you in it again? I'm just into season three. No, season four. It kicks off really like it becomes its own thing. I think around then because what? Because yeah, I've been enjoying oh, yeah. the heck out of the first so three or four. Seasons. Get wow. ready for it to become it a much better show and its own show. I think it was like the first three seasons. All they're doing is pretty much redoing The Office with different yeah. actors. See, and this that's is funny because that's how The Office was to me. It took me three, maybe four seasons to really what? say, okay, I, I really kind of get you. You know, Mike, Michael Scott is so cringeworthy. Yeah, where dude. you pair that with a Ron Swanson, he's cringeworthy, but he has a heart. He's a, yes. you know, in, 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 Ma- but Michael Scott's only that way for like a season and a half. And then you're like, okay, this guy, you understand him. So mm-hmm. I think it's the second season of The Office is maybe the greatest TV season. Really? Season so, I've seen. so quick, yeah. eh? Wow. Comedy okay. Game. Yeah. I mean, so there's certainly moments and there's certainly characters watching The Office where it's just like, I get it. I know why I'm sticking around. But as, a, as an ensemble, as a whole, a show in general, it did take me three or four to really catch on to it. We're freaking Parks and Rec. And maybe it's because they were completely aping The Office. I was in well, from the very beginning. I heard that about character. She was cringeworthy a little bit in the first seasons. Kind of like yeah. Michael Scott because they weren't exactly sure what to do with her. Yeah. Well, it was easy for me because I was such a huge fan of the British Office for so long. Yeah. And then to get into the American one, it was just neat to see them redoing it and to see them all doing impressions of the British characters until they kind of found their own footing. And then when that was working for NBC, it was like, hey, Amy Poehler, do you want to do one too? And they didn't really change too much about it. They're like, all right, we'll set it in like this municipal field and we'll get some government jokes in there. Um, the casting of Ron Swanson was so genius, though, and, and others too, as Ethan Zari and everyone is pretty good, and Chris Pratt and all that. But they were all playing the same, like, Chris Pratt is essentially playing Roy from The Office. He's the, like, dumb, dope boyfriend that you're mad that the cute girl is with and you want her to hook up with the one that you like and blah 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 but yeah. once they just 
get rid of all that tropes, all those tropes. They like shed all those exact same parallels to The Office and find out what is good about all those characters. Yeah. They get to really shine. So you're in for a real treat. If you're enjoying it already, it's it gets way better. I am. And I also ordered a pair of filters off of Amazon this morning and they're they're coming in two days and I'm I'm very happy about that. So um oh, yeah, <laughs> I, to me the, the whole Amazon Prime thing I mean, it's worth it for the shipping, but in general, I've not, <laughs> I've not, I've, I've not been super impressed with the list of shows that I have seen. There's a show called Homecoming, which is based off a great podcast from Gimlet Media, which, by the way, was just bought by Spotify, uh, that I really enjoyed. And so, the Homecoming TV show is an Amazon Prime exclusive, and it stars Julia Roberts, and I'm very curious about that. And I've seen some other previews of things that I'm curious about. Um, otherwise, so far, I'll have to dive in to really have more of an, of an, of an opinion on it. But it's been worth it for me for Parks and Rec so far. Dude, yeah. did you watch the Hannah pilot on Amazon Prime? No. Like no. They, they had that on for limited time after the Super Bowl. I Smart. watched that. I thought it was awesome. Nice. Like I'm I am in on that show for sure. Okay. And then there's this other one that's coming out with Kate Beckinsale oh. where she's Ooh. like invest yeah, right? <laughs> where she's like <laughs> investigating like her husband's disappearance in the Congo, which looks pretty badass as well. That's cool. Awesome. And I mean like Grand Tour. I don't know if they're you're, getting there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen like, I've seen the spots for Grand show. Tour. It looks it looks fantastic. Jack Ryan as well, man. I'm yeah. Friday Jack Night Lights Ryan. is on it as well. Yeah, Friday Night oh, okay. Lights is on it, which yeah. is even if like that alone is a lot of people don't like Friday Night Lights because it's a like about a football coach, but like it is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. And am I also a terrible person that I watched one or two episodes of the Cosby Show? Yes, Brian. <laughs> it's on there. It's just on there. Yeah. And it was in my childhood. Yeah, Hilarious. my favorite series of all time, Justified, is on there as well. So also, yes, Jeff Bezos' dick pics. So yeah. There you, there you go. Thank you. That's great. Um, okay. I didn't think anything would top the Cosby Show thing, but no. okay, there you go. And luckily, only it only took a matter of seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to pod about? I think we got a pod. You know what? Can can oh. we um, make a quick announcement? Oh yes, yes. I, well, hang on. I got two, two oh, more no. recommendations. Oh, we don't have ten more minutes. Oh, but yes, quick. Right. I said you, they were going to be quick. You did want to talk about? I wrote something. them. Go, Paul. Did you end up seeing anything in the IMAX this weekend, Caleb? Because you said you wanted to go and see the Great Barrier Rainforest movie. Yeah, well, I was going to see that after the one I saw last night, but we just pulled shoot on it. I saw this one about surfing with Kelly Slater. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I saw the one that's at IMAX now called Free Solo about a guy who climbs yeah. the most insane rock faces on planet fucking Earth without a rope by himself. What? It's yeah. called free soloing. That's, yes. That's, oh, that's, that's damn. Damn. It's not a Star Wars movie. It's yeah. not a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Um, it is the best experience I've had in a theater in probably years. Holy smokes. Just the trailer. Watch the yes. trailer and you're yeah. just... Holy shit. Wow. I don't know if I can stand it's, it's nominated for uh, Best Documentary for Oscars. Yeah. The guy himself is so interesting. He he gets called Spock at one point in the movie, which is so interesting because he is. He's like emotionless. He like his his sweet, wonderful, cute girlfriend is like, I don't want you to die. And I don't, you know, like I'm worried about you doing this. And he goes, okay, well then let's break up, I guess, because I don't care about that. Ooh. Did you like, know? It's unbelievable how little emotion he has. They put him in an MRI machine to find out that his amygdala, the like fucking fear <gasps> center of the brain doesn't work on him. Okay. Like the way he goes about doing this is wildly interesting. Him as, as a character study. And then you're in IMAX watching this guy fucking climb a mountain, you know, 4,000 feet above the treetops. Sure. I looked around at the theater because I had my he head in my shirt. <laughs> I looked yeah, around yeah. and yeah. everyone around me was cringing and their like knees are hurting. Sign the, of a good movie. The People woman are getting, beside like, vertigo me. seeing that movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The woman beside me was like, 
hanging on to her boyfriend, and I felt so bad for her. She was freaking out. Wow. Like, it is awesome. So I'm sure Great Bear Rainforest, that looks great too, but because it was sold out, saw this instead. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hilarious. What um, a great that Spock reference is also probably from Star Trek V as well, because that movie starts at the beginning of oh, yeah. climbing El Capitan. I didn't even, yeah. yeah, that's right. And Spock wow. shows up yeah. with just like, good work, just levitating, right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Nice. Did you have more than one thing to recommendation? The Umbrella Academy. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is the superhero show on Netflix. Yeah. With uh, Ellen Page and other people. Yeah, that's neat. Watch it if you want to. I'm, I'm not going to say it's great. Netflix is going hard on advertising for it. I'm very curious. One yeah. thing, I watched the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How very was that? creepy. I, this guy is terrible. Terrible mm. person. Terrible, terrible, terrible person. Hot take. That's news from yeah. Art Aronson. <laughs> I'd just like to mention that Paul Plastino's Get Rid t-shirts are on sale right now for $7.99. Get Rid. That, there's the hashtag. Paul <laughs> Plastino, Get Rid. And rid. hashtag fart. Fart sound. <laughs> All right. Let's Ryan. make the announcements. Okay. So we... we We've been working on this for a little bit. Uh, we're going to have more details in, coming out in the next couple of podcasts, but it is probably pretty important that we announce it now. If you've hung out with us for the last hour and, I don't know, 15 minutes. Yeah, both of you have done really well. That means that uh, you might be interested to see us in a bit of a live setting because we're going to be taking this uh, podcast and doing a live recording at the Capital City Comic. Yeah. Yes. Thank you to Capital City Comic Con for letting us in. You don't know what you're in for. So that's going to be uh, the, what is that, the third weekend in March or something, like 22nd to 24th yeah, I don't or something, somewhere in there. We'll, we'll have more details coming up in the next podcast, uh, exactly when it's going to be, what room you'll be able to find us in. Please, if you are planning to go to the Comic Con, plan, make some plans to join us. Yeah. It would be pretty hilarious if we did a live recording oh. in a room that has the capacity for 80 to 95 people and there's like nobody that shows <laughs> up. I'm so fine with that. Uh, that would be I'm really so funny. So funny. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're listening and you you know you dig what you hear, you know, you, you don't mind Paul saying fuck the genie or Kirsten saying fuck the eye. No, fuck the we're not. We're probably not going to swear because it's probably going to. I'm already friendly. making oh, signs that say yeah. swear less. No, swear less, Paul. Swear less. Yeah, swear. Be out in um, public. But oh. yeah, if you like, if you <laughs> like what you're hearing in the podcast, please come and join us for Capital City Comic Con. It's going to be very exciting. And yes, more details as the podcasts uh, come up. Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet? At Art Aronson on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also between the Stammers, wherever you found this podcast, please take a listen to our podcast. If you like oh, the Canucks. Exactly. Or, <laughs> or Caleb. Or Caleb. Paul Plastino, where can we find you on the internet? At Paul Plastino. Brian Boitano. <laughs> Boitano913, Twitter and Instagram, and DJ Boitano on Facebook. Caleb Kirby. At, at Curbman23 on Twitter. Very nice. I'm Webmeister Butt on all socials. I love you all. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.